0: The Digital Transition. The Digital Transition. Brought to you by Fulton Trotter Digital, a podcast series created to assist those tasked with implementing digital strategies where we will share our knowledge and experiences to support you in your transition. So welcome to the Digital Transition, podcast number one. I'm your host, Nathan Hildebrandt, and today I'll give you an insight into who I am and why I created this podcast series. To help me out with the podcast today, I have to thank Paul Campo-Campion for taking the time to sit with me today. Now we'll start off this podcast, we'll get a little bit of insight into Campo, and uh, he can share with us a little bit about himself so that people are listening can learn about who he is.
1: Thanks, Nathan. Well, I've been in radio for around 32 years. I've worked in Sydney and Brisbane for predominantly most of my radio career. Um, I've moved to Ipswich about four years ago, so I've been here doing a breakfast show with Marnie. And uh, prior to that, I was with 97.3 for about 15 years. And prior to that, I was with B105, which is now Hit 105. So I've had a lot of experience in radio and production. And, you know, I've done a little bit of foray into podcasting as well. So I'm looking forward to having a chat with you.
0: It seems to be uh, the perfect person or the expert to uh, guide me along and uh, potentially uh, show me how to do this right and probably kick me in the ass if I do it wrong.
1: Nathan, you've had an interesting journey to get where you are, to give people more of an understanding of who you are. What are some of the key points you think have gotten you where you are today?
0: So I guess I'll uh, start at the end point first, which um, sounds a bit unusual, but um, currently I'm a registered architect in Queensland and New South Wales, so that's kind of my primary uh, skill and talents, but, um, going back kind of to the start, um, as a young boy, I, I spent a lot of time on site with my father, who was a plumber. I enjoyed designing cubby houses when I was in, in primary school. So I kind of, uh, had a, had a passion for architecture as a young child, which, you know, you look at a number of people that struggle to actually find a, a, a vocation when they're at the end of high school. So I mm. kind of had it my direction early, um, it was very interesting. Uh, probably university has probably gotten me the most where I am today in the sense that it had its bumps. you know. But I guess there was one key moment where I was in second year and, and one of my tutors told me that uh, I have to stop using hand drawings to present my ideas because my, my drawings weren't good enough. She kind of said they were crap. <laughs> right. And, uh, and, and, and from that, um, I kind of looked at methodologies, I guess, of which I could present my ideas and my designs And I adopted, I guess, skills in in software to, you know, and and BIM authoring software to succeed. Mm. Now, from that, I joined Fulton Trotter Architects. And because we um, adopted a new software called Archicad, and I had previous experience using that software before I started with the practice because of my university problems, I was a fifth-year student in in architecture, and I was our our CAD manager for our practice, which is a huge responsibility. So it was getting the opportunities to take the responsibility as a young, as a young kind of a young kind of architectural student. I think from that, I always kind of push myself very hard and, and self-taught myself in all yeah. these different tools to become experts. Now, because of that, I've had great opportunities where I presented at conferences all over the world, presented at, at major events with three to 400 people, which are which are exciting and exhilarating. At the same time, Push myself because I saw gaps in a market where I actually ran my own conference mm. and uh, 96 people turned up in Brisbane. But when you kind of pull all that as a mix together and through the architectural training, what it's actually taught me is it's it's taught me how to solve complex pro- problems. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's through my architectural training, but also in terms of teaching myself how to use specific tools. I guess the most important thing from my perspective, from my career to date, is actually been all about delivering great architectural projects for our great clients uh, as part of the work we do at Fulton Trotter.
1: Nathan, you're currently a director at Fulton Trotter Architects. Who is Fulton Trotter Architects and what is your role in the practice?
0: So uh, Fulton Trotter Architects is a practice that has over 70 years of uh, history. We specialise in aged care, education and health architecture and, and, and essentially community architecture. Our focus is on work that essentially builds a community or assists, you know, community type work, and not for profit. Um, we found that 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 type of work, I guess, is most rewarding uh, because it tends to give most back to to people. My role within the practice, as you stated in the question, I am a director within the practice, but I also lead another brand within our practice. Apart from running our architectural team uh, called Fulton Trotter Digital, and within that brand, we're looking to essentially provide services to clients with respect to BIM and essentially trying to help clients with their digital transition. What is BIM and what does it mean to you? So the true term of BIM, I guess, translating it from an acronym, is building information modeling. In a kind of a short answer, BIM means to me better information management. And from that, I guess, we're trying to find methodologies from which we can make the uh, transfer of information between all stakeholders throughout the design construction and operation of buildings um, a lot easier and essentially trying to improve the, the way in which um, information's, I guess, transferred and then found and, and retrieved when needed.
1: You're involved in a number of industry groups. Which ones are you part of and why?
0: So currently I'm a member of a number of industry groups and I guess I've been member of all these industry groups purely because I'm trying to assist industry move forward and uh, get I guess, get equipped to be able to handle this these new processes. Currently, I'm the chair of BRISBIM. I'm also uh, a chair of ACA Queensland Northern Territory and the AIA Queensland uh, BIM Task Force and also a committee member of BILT. So I have a variety of roles uh, all up. If I go into a bit more detail regarding each of those different organisations and what they do and the benefits, I guess, that they bring to industry or... For the people that are listening, that might be of interest to them in terms of understanding what they, what we're doing. Starting off with Brisbane. Brisbane is a bi-monthly free event that's held at QUT Gardens Point. It is a, an event that has been running now for six years, and I've been a part of it um, for about five and a half years and taken over the chair role in the last 12 months. Basically, it's an event that occurs on, a, on Wednesday, mi- Wednesday night, and it, and it starts at about 5.30 in the evening. And we have about an hour worth of presentations that, that cover um, a variety of different, different kind of focuses. We may have strategic presentations, technical presentations, and typical case studies. So the idea is, is trying to have a broad mix of people's um, experiences where they share the type of problems that they would have faced during the implementations or during um, working in utilizing BIM processes. Now, being a free event, it's a good kind of insight or a good stepping stone to actually getting um, your toes toes wet, I guess, per se, in in terms of going into this. You know, an hour of an hour of presentations, an hour of networking with free um, beer and pizza. I don't think people complain too much. (laughs) So, what is Built? So, Built is a, a conference, an annual conference that is run across Australasia. And I've been a part of that for a couple of years now. I, it was a, I, I joined RTC, which is a, an event management company that runs Built. Now, um, the year after I started my own conference, I decided to hand uh, over the reins of my conference so that it would become less stressful. But um, essentially, the work that I did with my own conference essentially became a stream within Built. Built is a conference, I guess, that that um, focuses on buildings, infrastructure, life cycle. And technology and so it's kind of another acronym acronyms everywhere within our environment but it's a three-day conference that that has sometimes between uh, nine to ten streams running concurrently mainly with 75-minute sessions so the idea is is that there's types of sessions that people would experience that built will be technical in nature so we can actually learn how to use the specific tools to actually deliver projects we have management-based um, management-based um, sessions so that people that are um, experts within the technical side and that con- the conference, that side of the conference doesn't have as much meaning to them anymore. So they actually want to start to learn about how to manage people and how to manage transition, how to manage change. And then we also have sessions that are relevant for asset owners, which is kind of, I guess, the, the, the purpose of what we're talking about today with, with this podcast series as well.
1: What is a digital transition and how does it relate to BIM?
0: So the digital transition from, from my perspective, I guess, is, is, is a mindset change. And it's a mindset change um, with regards to the way in which we procure and operate our buildings. The digital transition, how it relates to BIM directly, I guess, is kind of, a I guess the two words could be um, interchanged. Because BIM is essentially a process and a digital transition in my perspective, I guess, is, is taking the steps from a non-BIM process um, environment to actually working in a in a in a BIM environment, and I think it's very important, I guess, for people to to work through those steps and understand the benefits that they're going to receive.
1: Why have you created this podcast series?
0: This is a really good question, Campo. And and I guess you know the crux of why while, while we're chatting today. We wouldn't be chatting today if if I didn't have this series or weren't interested in putting it together. But the key thing, from my perspective, is, is that I believe that that many people that that are managing assets or have the responsibility for making the determination as to whether or not a business is going to make a digital transition, are very busy and time poor. You know, they they've got enough on their plate trying to do their daily job as it is currently, and don't have the time to kind of you know, have full day out at a conference initially, you know, they want to understand the basics. They don't want to be sold all the jargon. They get sold from a, from a software sales person. So from my perspective, what I've tried to do is create a series or what I'll be, will be curating over this over the next 12 months is a podcast series that will take the step-by-step kind of approach in each episode where we will kind of pull apart and explain in plain English each of the kind of minute kind of issues that they'll face with regards to making their decisions in terms of actually doing it and hopefully being um, within a 30-minute time slot um, from which we can then, you know, listen to it on a commute to work or or while they're at the gym. Hopefully it can be that exciting that uh, don't put you to sleep on a treadmill.
1: So who do you think should be listening to it?
0: So from my perspective, I guess what I what I see this this podcast being highly relevant will be for representatives of, of asset owners um, or people that are in the operations and maintenance phase um, that are currently uh, working utilising old paper methodologies but also just as important as people that are in procurement um, we find in, in working with, with some government agencies uh, in the past that um, essentially the procurement team would work in isolation to the team that are in operations and maintenance and the needs of people within operations and maintenance would never communicate to those in procurement, so therefore they'd never get what they needed and in the format that they needed. So, ideally, um, any any asset owner representatives that are involved in the in the supply and delivery chain would be it's it's most beneficial.
1: Now, what are the topics that you will be covering throughout the series?
0: At this point in time, we've just had an interview with Andrew Curthoys from the Queensland State Government to talk about the recently released BIM policy that came out in November. We're also going to be talking to David Phelps from the UK and talking to them about the process and the experiences that they have had over the last couple of years with the mandate that they've had over there. Then we're going to be talking to a series of other uh, key industry leaders and, and the key industry leaders will include people from Natspec. Um, they'll include um, people that are, that are specialists in Open BIM, we'll talk to people about level of development in terms of the views on how we build models in terms of the virtual model environment. And we'll also talk to people, um, including Rob Jackson from Bon Brian Digital, about the methodologies of specifying their information requirements and ensuring that you get them. Now, that's obviously only a short list of the people that we, um, that we plan to talk to. But, um, but over the next 12 months, we'll see a number of extra people added to that list. And how many podcasts are you planning to release so we're looking to release 20 podcasts as part of this series now what we're going to do is release them on a fortnightly basis okay so the idea is is that we want um, our listeners to progressively learn bim and take it in in bite-sized chunks we don't want people to have to be bogged down in in large amounts of information all at once so by releasing the 20 podcasts on a fortnightly cycle over the, over the March to November um, time frame. We'll give people a good kind of progression to learn the, the kind of basics. And then what we're going to do at the end of the year is we're going to review kind of the responses we get from our listeners in the comments that we have on our website or through social media or even through direct feedback. And then, I guess, from that, we'll actually then target specific people and topics to talk to for our series that we create next year. And the idea will be is that we'll release series two, hopefully in 2020, with another 20 podcast series.
1: Sounds fantastic. Well, thank you so much for today, Nathan.
0: Yeah, and thank you very much, Campo, for taking the time to sit down with me and uh, extracting the answers from me. To the listeners, thanks for taking the time to listen all the way through to the end of our first podcast. In anticipation for your excitement, we also have the release of an additional podcast for you to listen to. So we have our interview with Andrew Curthoys from the Queensland Government, also included on our website. So he's gonna be talking about the recently released BIM policy and what it means to industry. So thanks once again, and I hope that you learn a little bit about me today and I look forward to sharing our next podcast with you in a fortnight's time. Until then, good luck with your digital transition. If you would like assistance with your digital transition, please contact us at digital at fultontrotter.com.au. For more information, or if you'd like to continue the discussion in the comments section, head over to our website at digitaltransition.com. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss out on our future podcasts. We would also appreciate it if you provide us with a rating and take the time to provide us with a review. Thanks for listening to Digital Transition, brought to you by Fulton Trotter Digital. digital transition.